February 2018 I married the man of my dreams, the man I prayed for, the man God made me for. We had dated a full two years to the date of our wedding. This is where I am going to start the downward spiral of my becoming diagnosed. I feel this is the starting point of where it all began. I take full responsibility for my actions and behaviors, however not everyone can accept the I am sorry. The evening before our wedding, I had asked my new-to-be mother-in-law to go cake shopping with me. I took her to the bakery I wanted to get a chocolate cake for our wedding. Yes, chocolate because my husband loves chocolate, it's wedding number two so we were going to do it our way. When we get to the bakery I had asked her what her thoughts, opinions and ideas were. None. I got nothing in response, so I picked out three I thought would be devilishy chocolate, she picked one out of those. I was satisfied. It's the morning of my wedding. We are all taking our own vehicles because we're all going in different directions afterwards, getting the kids taken care of for this event and for the week will be gone. We all get to the venue and start unloading. I unload stuff, start putting things where they need to be then go outside for a quick smoke break. I come back in and start to proceed with decorating when all of a sudden I see a white sheet cake on our cake table. Like what the living crap is happening and where is there a white cake on the table? No one would tell me where it came from. I yelled at my husband to get that piece of shit out and throw it away we didn't want it. I left the venue, still not knowing who brought it. I was told by my friend that my mother-in-law brought it. Oh no thank you. I asked for your help, not for you to buy and bring what we were to do together. So I calmed myself down and realized I was overreacting big time. I understand where she was coming from, I love her heart. I went to go apologize and said thank you for the, when she cut me off and grabbed my arm. I flipped my bitch right there. I told her to let go of my arm, never to touch me again, if she didn't like me to leave now. I did write a letter and stated my side, I have tried everything to date to fix it but I'm forever hated by this now. I still will love her every moment I get. June 2018 I got a call from the study our teenage boy is in. He'll be in it till he's 18, may have a chance go further. His first visit was back March or April. In June our son just left to go be with his dad for the weekend. The phone rang and I was receiving news that our boy had a tumor on his brain. I broke down, I barely survived that weekend waiting for him to return home. We made all the appointments needed, scheduled surgery, school meetings etc. November 2018 is when the brain surgery happened. Between September 2018 to March 2019 I was batshit crazy. I don't remember a lot other than people constantly pissed me off for not doing their jobs. I tried hard to volunteer in the school my kids were attending. This was a new school, so I went in like I had always with the other school where I've been at for years. I was dismissed, voted out of the school entirely. I set up meetings with teachers, counselors, nurses and anyone else that was needed to set up our son for a life-changing event. I had everything in place for our son to be removed from school for 6 to 12 weeks so he recover at home without falling behind. The doctor appointments that lead up to surgery pissed me off a lot too. Because it was from a study, the images, our son is just a number so it was a lot of steps to find his number and send it to what doctor. We had to do this so many times. Every time his chart would be misplaced because they'd switch him from his number to his name, to this date I don't know which medical file is correct and full. I made a lot of noise every visit. I belittled everyone for everything. They were late, they wouldn't be ready, I thought for sure God pushed the blender of everything new in my life, pushed the button and walked away. Everything was way off all the time. 
I couldn't emotionally understand how I was feeling when I hadn't felt what I feeling before. I found out I was grieving. The very moment that phone call came into about six months after his surgery, sometimes randomly, I grieve over this still. When our son was at home recovering, we had a daughter at school getting bullied. It was pretty bad. She was getting physically hurt at school and no one calling me to let me know. One day I was so raged, the first words out of our daughter's mouth was I got punched today. I told her to get in the car, we live seven blocks from the school so the last bus was just leaving. I seen her teacher walking out to her vehicle and sped all across the parking lot and trapped her between our two cars. I was demanding why our child wasn't getting the best car at school. Long story short here, in the district it's the worst. When it was time to get our son back into school, we went through meetings. I was so mad once again. Meetings after meetings after meetings over the same thing just to find out it was never put in place and it was 100% illegal for them to allow our son back in school. Nothing from the school was done when promised or told. Our son literally fell through the crack at that school. I'm thankful that no harm or damage was everlasting. I was a roller coaster from spring to summer. I was extremely unstable. I was yelling, cursing, throwing things, throwing fits constantly. I was the devil in pure form. It's like I wasn't living myself anymore and something had overtook me. I was raged and hated everything. I would get mad for just my husband coming home from work. I was not a nice person to begin with, at all these new things one after another, I felt I had no grounding at all. It was August 2019 I was getting the kids and I out and ready to go kayaking at the lake. We've been talking and exciting to go spend the day just the three of us. I put the racks on top of my car, kids help bring the kayaks around so I can put them up. Then I go to look for the straps, I can't find the straps. I text my husband, he didn't respond fast enough, I called him then got mad and hung up. I was in a cycle of complete confusion and hatred. I was sad I couldn't find the straps for myself and said I needed my husband while he was at work, then I got mad at myself for having to call or text him then I'd get raged I would even get in this spot. Praise the Lord for my husband. He left work immediately, threw the kayaks in the back of his truck and took our kids to the lake. I stayed at home and cried in the dark corner the whole time they were gone. However many days passed by till he got me to agree to go for a walk with him. While he was holding my hand, walking down the street, his words became the softest I've ever heard. He told me we're all losing you and don't know how to fix it. I need you to find a psychiatrist. The following business day I made loads of calls. No one was taking new patients, everything was online. Finally I found one that could get me the same day through some helpline online searching. I don't advise that, but it was our saving grace. I have bipolar with schizoaffective disorder. I am not bipolar, I have bipolar. I am not defined by my mood swings, risky behaviors and intro slash extrovert ways. I have a dynamite personality and I love big, just please I beg don't judge me for weird random I have no control moments. This is why I love my husband again. He doesn't fix me, he helps me. He fights my battles with me not at me. He rides the highs, the lows, the mixes and the numbness. I love that we allow each other to experience what we want together, even if it's sadness. Also he knows when I need space, quiet time, attention, compulsions, and I let him know everything that crosses my mind. I couldn't do this life with anyone else. I'm going to jump a few years further to add more color to the painting so one can see why I wasn't seen as unstable for so long. I have always been fairly active, always on the go, constantly doing something. 
even if I'm just sitting my mind is doing something far out. I was off slash on nerve medication for carpal tunnel for 5 years, 2011 to 2018. During this time I was from stay-at-home mom to divorce to working full-time to remarrying. Kids always keep a parent active first couple of years so I was doing just that, enjoying my kids. I started working full-time, overtime, overnights, working constantly and volunteering. I didn't like being alone so every spare moment I had free I made sure I was busy. The downtimes I would have, I'd go to the bar on the corner, sit by the speaker and just ready for a few hours. I did that once a week for a few months, till something else came to fill my time, work. When I got with my husband in 2016 I just started my weight loss journey. We were out hiking, biking, running, gymming, waterfall chasers, forest bathers. We were active working out with fun activities together. I was 178 pounds at my heaviest. Pre-baby weight I was 98 pounds I'm past my goal now and completely happy with that now ended adventure. But because I was working out, being shown off constantly, working a lot of schedules, shuffling the mother life, working enough to get two incomes to survive and dating a man I knew I was going to marry. This is how I went so long without needing a doctor. I was focused, had strict short-term goals and someone who believed in me. Life was at its best these two years. It's the sudden stop of flows of doing everything twice with living the double life I was living at the time. After we got married and the double lives merged, I got more free time, I got higher expectations for myself and I was holding on to the rules of society way too tight. It was one phrase a friend had told me years ago and often still does that helps put my feet back on the ground when I feel myself slipping your children are your ministry. I'm not perfect. I will still lash out at my husband because he's the thing that's in front of me. I know he knows I don't mean to, I can't control it but it doesn't make it any easier on him in that moment. I still yell a loud curse word when I get jumped into a mad moment, followed by slowing down to understand. I'm always going to one extreme to the other. It doesn't seem to matter what medicine I am on I still cycle. Sure maybe not as often, not as intense nor as long but it still happens. Sad, mad, rage, mad, sad, rage, sad. It always ends with sad. I love the feel-good days. I get cleaning done, writing done, chores complete. I go further and do more to make our house a home. I dance all day to the music. Then the auditory hallucinations begin. It's always a soft whisper from the background of the music static. It's a child crying that is nowhere around. It's the washer machine off-balance bouncing that's not even loaded. It's the wind chimes that blow in the still wind. Then it gets to the point of loud zaps, whistling, sharp tings I'll go up the right side of my brain to the point it's so loud I have to turn on background noise. The thoughts get racy, speeding faster than I can comprehend. All negative voices are the worst telling me how the world hates me, I'll never fit it, I'll never be loved and forever alone. But the sadness gets so bad I yell at everything and at everyone. I just need to lay in bed for however long it takes for me to cry and beat the pillows up. This is where Jesus has to hold me or I'll make myself meet him and that I do not ever want to do. Hypersexuality. This is where I am at the moment. I want to go to the nightclubs and dance all night with strangers. I want my husband to see me dancing with others. See other people touching me, giving me attention. Let him see how wanted I am so he can take me home and treat me like his naughty queen that I happily am. He knows when it's time to take me out twirl me around and show me off on my platter to the world. The underground world. He knows when I need the strip club, nightclub, swinger club, he loves doing these for me. 
He is not experienced like I am and that adds to why I love my husband. He loves learning new things that I go through. With his own sexual inner issues, this is where I can take him out to play too. He is a very sexy attractive older man who has a body to die for. He holds his age very well. He's just as gentle in this area saying if sadness shows up last minute it's okay to stay home. He gives me many outs as many ins when it comes doing anything. Even if it's just to the movies if I cancel last minute he never once makes feel bad. Sleep patterns are a puzzle to figure out when there's no medicine. I lived off 2 to 5 hours every few days when I was working 20 hour days. I lived off no sleep for years. Then one day it was like I couldn't get enough sleep. I was told I had mono. I still don't feel I have woken up from that, that was a few years ago now. I used to be able to sleep so good and so hard. Wars, bombs, explosions would be able to go off and I would turn or flinch. When I was out I was out. Now if I don't take anything for sleep I'm for days on end again. I much prefer medicine induced sleep rather than none. When sleep is lessened for me that's when psychosis kicks in. That's when shadow people start coming around. I now have written about this before. I love my shadow people. They comfort me. It's a gentle way of saying something is about to go to the extreme so we are here to let you know it's almost arrived. You have two hours to week before you will explode it. Just when self-awareness kicks in and you try to soften the land and that's when the tip bursts and you're flying high in a rage. Daydreaming and losing touch with reality, I wrote about that too if not mistaken. I love the movies that play in my head all day. I should write these down. But I'm not much a fictional writer, I just have to write to get this out of my head so I can focus on something else. All day every day even during conversations I am the star in my very own movie. The movie genre is whatever my moods are at the time. Anxiety is a friend who thinks I need her constantly. She's always telling me how much of a failure I am and how much no one will ever accept me. Anxiety leaves me running out of stores in a panic or not leaving my house at all. I hate the days where the doorbell rings and I can't even answer it. Paranoid too. I always feel everyone is talking about me. When it comes to functions, I think there's a way for me to end up hurt there. How they plan to isolate me, turn ugly looks at me, tell one another not to go near me, not good enough because we didn't buy or not buy. I'm always feel not good enough as it is, I don't know my place in many situations and so that leaves me to thinking they really don't like me. If they liked me they'd make it a point to get to know me, sometimes the thought stops at that. Out the door by now too. The more I am fighting this stigma of be being a dangerous person that can't be trusted the more I am finding out that everyone has some component of bipolar, without being bipolar. Some impulse shop, have anxiety, depression, sex issues and none have bipolar. We who have bipolar are blessed with more than what we can handle, that's why it's important not to do it alone. We can't handle this life on our own, that's why we got doctors, spouses, pastors, family, friends. We all need to start talking about coming together in our brokenness so we can reunite in encouragement to build movement forward for us, togetherness. I am most definitely not alone. Even on my worst days no matter how bad I feel it I know deep down it's not true. I am not alone. My world is not made up and there is others out there to help me, you, us. I am not alone. I am worthy. I have a purpose. I am loved. I am his.